Hello, my name is Leonard Sultana. I post and write under the moniker An Englishman in San Diego, all about San Diego Comic Con, con and pop culture in general. And this year, I was honored to be invited onto an actual Comic Con panel all about the rise of the blogging and internet subculture that has risen around this amazing event. So, at 10 a.m. in room 14A, one of the first panels of the entire con took place The Wrath of Con Bloggers. A panel arranged and moderated by Tony Kim, aka Crazy for Comic Con, and also featuring Alyssa Franks from the Friends of CCI Forum and Megan Gotch from the Nerdy Girly. For an hour, we talked about our humble beginnings in fandom, our motivations for translating that fandom to a presence on the interwebs, and what con blogging can achieve not only for the people writing, but also those reading. I recorded the panel myself, but so did Tony, to some degree. This podcast is a combination of those two audio files. Enjoy. We've got bloggers, so thanks guys for being here. Uh, it's still a few minutes, so we won't start fishing for another uh, five minutes. But uh, we'd love to just maybe get some chatting on with you guys. If you are like, like here, and maybe your year, your website, or your.、Uh, Whatever your platform is, like maybe a year or younger. Is there someone that's like that here? You're like, okay. Stand up and I'm not. Yeah, stand up and I'm not. Yeah, stand up. You go, what are you in the cat? What are you in the cat? Well, who sit, who sit up? Okay. Okay, yeah. Tell us your,、uh, what website is it and what are you trying to accomplish with it? So, I'm Catherine. It's a superhero.xyz. Yeah. And it's talking about superheroes and more, hence the variable. And、uh, I really love San Diego Comic Con. And I started getting into blogs, and I realized, like, hey, this is going to be my eighth year. Maybe I have something that will help other people. And I'm、uh, going to be part of the Con Blogger family. So, yeah. Tell us what it's like. www.superheroes.xyz. All right. Welcome, welcome. Yeah! We're going to be the first time、uh, you know, writers and bloggers on this episode. Yes, yeah. Yeah.、Uh, my name's Liana.、Uh, my blog is Sonic Iris for the press. Um, I started actually as a portfolio because I, I'm a, just a writer in general.、Um, but then I kind of branched out with it, and now I'm just writing TV reviews,、uh, movie reviews, and incorporating Comic Con into that and like, the whole geek world, basically. Awesome. Tell us again the soniciris.wordpress.com. Why soniciris?、Um, well, originally I wanted to do something that was merging music and Because I'm a photographer and a writer. Yeah, something creative with that. To kind of congregate because I think sometimes the community can be very toxic.、Um, I'm also an English high school teacher, and so um, I'm uh, trying to teach my kids about writing about stuff that they love, and the best way to do that is to model it, so that's what I'm doing. That's so cool. Yeah, that's excellent. Excellent. Yeah. We should talk afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> David, I run a, a blog called The Auditorium, and、uh, basically it's a mix of The Onion style faux news as well as、um, other 
topics of interest to me, which often includes comics or movies or video games and stuff like that. So uh, that's what I kind of write about. What, what uh, as an example, fun news, like, what would you write about? Uh, I have an article called Dragons Discovered in Indonesia. <laughs> Got over a, a million clicks at one point back uh, back in December. So, uh, but uh, so yes, it's based on this picture that was floating around of this little lizard that actually lives in Indonesia. And so I mocked it up like it was yeah. actually a baby dragon. So dragon is man. That's just clickbait. That's just and that's, 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 that's with gold. That right Every now. other article has dragons in the title, and that's just right. that's just what. Oh, I forgot. Oh, I have some thank you so much. Yeah. Name of the site again? Uh, the auditorium. It's the-auditorium.com. Great. Okay. I forgot. I have some free swag for some of our first year websites. Ooh. Uh, so, uh, uh, Super XYZ, can you come on up? I have a Conquest journal for you. So, <laughs> Anyway, uh, hey, thanks guys for being out here for the Wrath of Con Vlogger. I am super excited that uh, you joined us.
Comic-Cons, uh, awesome uh, programming for Comic-Cons this morning. And thank you for just deciding to join uh, be here today. Uh, they intentionally put us in the, um, the heart of my room because we have a super smart. Brilliant, you're smart, and, and so, but thank you for joining us. Um, so, the reason why we, I put this panel together is that we all know that the internet has changed it. Let's just give it up for the internet. Yes, the internet is awesome! And, you know, the past 10 years, Comic-Con has just changed dramatically. Geez, the last five years, yeah. Comic-Con has just changed incredibly. And uh, who here has a website that's older than, like, five years old? That's even doing it. Yeah, that's great. Hey, so we got you. And so many sites, many of our sites are five years or less. Uh, I've, been, I've been on my site for five years now. And uh, with the proliferation of pop culture has come the proliferation of pop culture websites and social media, YouTube, and all that stuff. And so like this group in this room as well as around the we've kind of become this uh, uh, force of nature, right? As we've been writing about and breaking news and talking about fandom and culture. And uh, we kind of, the, 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 the weirdos and freaks have kind of come out, and we're, we're now not just on the sidelines being spectators, but we're actually kind of shaping culture, and we're inspiring, and we're like helping to educate, or helping to, you know, like lead people to like the next level. And so, um, but with that, I think a lot of challenges, I think there's still a lot of, you know, that it's, it's uh, still a uh, very precarious space to navigate, and so I wanted to get, um, panelists together that can share about their journey as well as some of the things, lessons that they've learned, some of the guiding principles, some of the like pitfalls as well. And uh, then I'd love to hear from you guys as far as some of the unique challenges you have and uh, just have a general discussion. And so um, I'll start our end over here from uh, all the way across the pond. Can you introduce yourself and let's make your site and basically why you started uh, when you started. So but keep it, uh, you know, We've got like 45 minutes, so. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that, Tony. Uh, my name is Leonard Sultana. I run a website called An Englishman in San Diego. I started coming to Hong Kong in 2010. I started a UK attendees group uh, shortly after my second visit in 2011. And Anyone here for the UK group? Yes, it's great. How many came to the UK with you? Uh, I think this year, I think we're looking at around 40, 50, something like that. So, uh, it's a 300 group, uh, 300 member group. Um, but uh, I, I was also uh, a mod on the Friends of CCI forum. I, I was contributing to the Facebook page. And I was contributing left, right and centre to various uh, sites. And I thought, well, tell you what, let's see if I can do it in one site so that people can come and find it there instead of me sharing it without actually realising that you create a post and then you share it to other sites anyway to get people to come to it, so I kind of shot myself in the foot on that one. Um, but it's just been a, a fun ride to kind of uh, launch the site and uh, get involved in the internet blogging culture around Concon, because um, the site is very much about uh, con culture and about San Diego Concon in particular. And I find, or I found, that the, the fact that it's based in the UK, it gives that sense of distance. It's a kind of an overall view, which I think gives it a different, uh, unique approach. Yeah. So that's that's my sense. Great. You know, I forgot to. Uh, I wanted to provoke a question sure. that each you guys can answer, um, and then I want you guys to think about this question. It's a question right here. 
what problem uh, are you trying to solve? And so the reason why I, I'm provoking this question is that there's a, tons of incredible, geek, nerdy, uh, pop culture websites out there. But if, you don't, if you're not actually out to try to actually solve a problem, a specific problem, then what's going to differentiate you from the next site? And so, because again, with too much option and not enough time, most people just ignore. And so, if there is something that you're trying to actually solve, like for instance, I am trying to solve, like for, for my site, I'm specifically focusing in on helping first-timer uh, single income contenders. That's my problem. Now, I write about all kinds of geek stuff and nerd and blah, blah, blah. But when someone types on the internet, first time Comic-Con, somewhere I'm going to pop up on a, on a search. That's a problem that I can dedicate myself to solve that helps me separate from others, right? And so um, that's a pretty key decision to do that. I talk to a lot of people who run a lot of websites, and it's a very general, broad category. But being uh, covering nerd, geek, uh, Comic-Con news is not a problem to solve because it's too broad. And so, what would thrill me is that as you leave this room, uh, that, that's a question people ponder, and a question you might help hone down is what are we actually trying to solve that other people are not? And so, um, so before you, uh, yeah, yeah, sure. you, what problem are you trying to solve? Sure, well, I mean, I think it was definitely a case of when I was attending uh, that first summer conference, for mine it was 2010. It was a case of I was see seeing a lot of Brits up on the stage, and I was seeing a lot of hearing a lot of Brit accents around Gaslamp and wherever. And it was, I think the, the main reason why I cited that site as an Englishman in San Diego, it was because I wanted to help or I wanted to encourage the perception of Comic Con International. At the end of the day, it's one con in San Diego, in California, but we have attendees from across the globe. And I wanted, to, I mean, I constantly try and remind people that it is inter an international con and that there are, there are people making a journey from thousands of months away. So that's, that was the perspective that I would have. Sorry, it's a blogging uh, dude. Do, do, I've got to start recording this. Schoolboy Adam. So, if you want to uh, let some first time bloggers. <laughs> Okay, thank you so much. Okay. <laughs> Alyssa. Um, I came in 2010. My name is Alyssa. I, at that point, decided and was answering a lot of questions on Facebook. And there became a community of people who were answering and helping all of the new people <coughs> with their questions and addressing the new, the, the new folk. And Facebook changed. They deleted a bunch of pages um, that I had been using as a resource, and I wanted to have control over the information. So I started the forum. And primarily as a base to, for the people who were helping other people. At that point, um, Zero, my moderator, came in and suggested and kind of prodded me into creating a place where the new people could come. So we, we, re, we reorganized and it quickly kind of became a thing, uh, a place of what I call working anarchy. So, <laughs> and, remains to this day. and remains to this day, I have, um, if a job needs to be done, I have people who step up usually and do the job. And 
it, it's, it's a wonderful thing. I, there, sometimes it takes some prodding. Um, I get, I've been getting a lot of hits. Uh, and, but primarily the, the aspect that I enjoy most about it is the community. Okay. And so what problem am I trying to solve? I'm trying to build a community so that people can go to any con across the country and know somebody. So I can go to um, Heroes Con and I'll, I'll have two or three friends that are forum members that I can hit up and say, hey, how do I get parking? How do I get a hotel? How do I do this? Where can I line up? What's the best way of doing it? Because that was the thing that I envied the most in my first con in 2010. The, the groups of people, and I was sitting there by myself in the Hall H line, afraid to go to the bathroom. <laughs> Someone tweeted at me and said, so if I'm camping all night and I get in the Hall H, um, so I can't go to the bathroom or get food all day at Hall H, is that correct? <laughs> I was like, uh, yes, well, and then like, was, I was This was in 2010, and I queued up at, at 9 o'clock. So it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't it's like it was then, yeah. 9 a.m. So it wasn't, you know, <laughs> exactly. Uh, age. The days, the days in the, in the house. Hi. My turn? Yes. Yes, okay. <clears throat> I'm Megan Gotch and I run the Nerdy Girly site. And I, my first Comic Con was in 2009. And I knew nothing about San Diego Comic Con. I came just because I had a free badge and I was like, all right, let's do this. And as soon as I came here, I just was like, this is my people, this is my place. And I knew that two years later, or three years later, I was like, I wanna be able to write about Comic-Con and help other people. Cause when I first came here, I had no clue. And there wasn't really any sites back then in 2009 trying to help people. It's like the dark ages. Yes, <laughs> about uh, trying to figure your way through Comic-Con and so, after my fourth con, I'm like, okay, it's time to start writing about Comic-Con, and I, that's what I started my site on, and then I've expanded from there with everyday cosplay, and then just trying to meet other nerds out there, because I, I didn't ever feel like I knew any other nerds who liked the same exact stuff that I did, and so as soon as you get on the internet, they're all there. And they're all actually really nice. <laughs> and so I've made a ton of friends, and I'm like, a lot of them are here today, and this is the only time that I get to see them. And so this is Comic Con has brought a lot of happiness into my life, and I just want to share that with with everybody. Yeah, great. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so my story with Crazy for Comic Con is actually kind of weird. I uh, back in before the 2010 show, I had been going for, to Comic Con since 2006, so a few years. Made a ton of mistakes. I was like, you know, I, first year I went, I didn't even know there were panels. I was, uh, I came home and someone was asking me about panels. I was like, what's a panel? I didn't even know. I didn't know there was Hall H. I don't know different size panels. I didn't know anything. So, so I, I didn't know there were exclusives or whatever. So I missed a ton, and um, so I felt like after a few years that I had racked up enough mistakes that I actually actually use this for something. Um, at the same time, I auditioned for the uh, Morgan Spurlock documentary, the, the Fans Hope. And uh, I actually got in, I got chosen, and uh, well, it actually in the choosing process, well, let me cut to the, 
cut to the end. I was completely filmed all week long, did all that stuff, and then got left on the cutting room floor. So, yeah. so let's back up. Yeah. Uh, and, but during that process, I was like, you know what? I'm like super like passionate about Comic Con, and I was in the um, the the second round of interviews, and they were already indicating that we like your story, and I think we're going to move forward with you. And so, kind of during that couple week process, I thought. You know, I needed like I don't have. I was blogging on other sites, writing about movies and film, and I don't have really anything that can really represent how like passionate I am about Comic Con. So, uh, in sort of an effort to kind of like impress the producers, I was like, I'm just going to start this website. And you know, I'm like not just like passionate about Comic Con. I'm like I'm like not really like just zany for Comic Con. I'm like crazy for Comic Con. <laughs> And so that like disappointed across quickly. So I quickly put up a site called Crazy for Comic Con. In fact, the first I think was uh, passionate about Comic Con, something like that. But anyway, um, the Crazy for Comic Con was birthed. Uh, I started just posting a bunch of stuff, amazing um, documentary, blah blah blah. I got cut from it, and you know I was disappointed and I was bummed out. But then at, at the end of it, I was like. Well, like I actually kind of like writing about Comic Con, and I like the fact that like I can take these past mistakes and like apply them forward, and people have, seem to be responding that it's actually helpful, and um, it, you know, it, it turned out it was a completely unexpected sort of turn of events that I was going after one thing that completely bombed, and then from that something else came out of it that ended up being much more meaningful and so much more significant to, to myself at least. And uh, so it was a really unusual uh, way to start the site, but it really uh, turned out to be a, a very happy accident that I would not regret for um, a moment. So, yeah. Um, but as I mentioned already, the, the problem that I'm trying to solve is really focusing on the first time attendee. Uh, I love uh, writing about all kinds of stuff geek related and Comic Con related, but nothing just hangs me more, and I get it every year as the people that say, the day of ticket sales, hey, can, how do I get a badge, or, um, uh, and I still get all the way up to Comic-Con, um, so is 7 o'clock too early for Hall H in the morning, you know, and... I had someone ask me today if I could get them a Comic-Con badge. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. So, um, and I don't, I don't, you know, I certainly don't fault them for any ignorance on their part, but I just realized that there just needs to be, like, there needs to be great information out there and just help first-timers kind of walk them through. Especially now, I'm not sure if Comic-Con is harder for a first-timer back then. I feel like it's I feel like it's getting progressively harder for a first-timer now, right? Because of you just, there's so many hoops you have to kind of jump through. I think right? it's something to get the ticket. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Certainly, yeah. but I don't, I mean, I don't necessarily think it's harder to be an attendee, because there is so much to see. Yeah, it's just yeah. a case of now spreading the word yeah. that that is the case, and yeah. you don't have to focus on the. There's more. There's line. definitely more to see and experience, but it's harder to get to, like again, Hall H or a, there's certain a signing or exclusive. It's, it's definitely it's tough. So, um, uh, I would love to take a few minutes and talk about. Uh, there's something that is, I think, crucial in when it, whenever you're developing a website, a podcast, again, social media, whatever it is understanding the balance between felt need and actual need. And so what I mean by that is there's a real felt need out there. The felt needs for my site is getting the Hall H, getting badges, getting exclusives. When I look at my traffic hits, that's, those are the top three things, is 
People want to know. That's the that's the uh, the felt strong need. People have a desperation to get into Hall H and others, and so that drives a lot of traffic towards it. To me, the actual need is community, creativity, connection, and so the reason why I exist is that I want to inspire people uh, to take a step and to create and write and to express and to explore and then also help those people come together, connect together, find each other and kind of help bring our sort of tribe together. I love writers, I love creators, photographers and all that. But if I launched out to go for that initially, it would be really hard to get traffic because the actual need is not as sexy as the felt need, right? And so I had to meet that sort of felt need in order to gain of credibility to talk about, hey, what's your mission? What is your mission? Go after your mission at Comic-Con, like achieve your dreams, blah, blah, blah. We just came out of, uh, eight hours ago, I left the Game of Bloggers uh, uh, event. It was awesome, like tons of people, it was packed out. And to see people connect, to find each other, and to share resources and their stories, that, that, thrill, that would thrill, thrill me much more than going to Hall H and sitting on Peter Capaldi's lap, and so, uh, and so, um, so, so let's talk a little bit about what's the, uh, the felt need and the actual need that you, you guys find on your sites. Uh, on my site, um, we get a lot of people who come in for looking for badge sales. That's, that's probably, that and hotels is one of our biggest days of, of having three, four hundred out, three to four hundred people on our site at one point. The trick is turning those people into community members. Mm. And so we, I, I think, and this is a very gut reaction, I think that about 20% of those people, maybe 30, 40% of those people mm. stick around for the the, the, the start to get into some of the sexier questions yeah. and then and then they start building the community and it just multiplies. Yeah. How many moderators do you have? Um, I don't know. I've got two global mods and I've got a, a bunch of single uh, single forum mods. Okay. Yeah. Great. Okay. I mean, I'd certainly say that the, the traffic that comes to the site is very much about the, the, the information resource kind of thing. Uh, there is so many sites out there, and everyone wants to try and get as much and the best information that they can. Yeah. But then it's, I, I find that I get a lot of uh, repeat traffic, a lot of followers, kind of almost from the tone that I put into, I make it my own site. In that case, I, I'm, the way I write my posts, I do throw a couple of, you know, sorry, anglophile phrases in there, I yeah. throw some, so like the, the delightful British humour, and I read a lot of the best I can. Um, without upsetting somebody. Um, so it is that kind of, uh, there is a lot of sites out there, but it's a case of distinguishing yourself by being yourself. And that's all, that's all you really can be. Yeah, that's great, okay. I really feel like Tony and I, we connected like right towards the beginning of when both of us started our blogs, yeah. I think. And I always feel like I'm like the girl counterpart to your blog. <laughs> so like we have the same alignment, I think, in what we're doing. We both want to help people have a great time at Comic-Con and build a community with other people because I'm like, those are the two main reasons that I started my blog is to help people from Comic-Con and to find people who love the same things as I do and to be friends with people. And so yesterday at your blogger party, I mean, 
you walk in and you see everybody that you only get to see for the one time a year and it's just like no time has passed and just talking and catching up and so um, so another question I want to pose, or at least a, an idea I want to pose to, I should have made this a slide, is the idea of what, high, what how, and why. Um, the, uh, a lot of websites approach the, uh, their presence, and it's very easy to do this on the what. And what I mean the what is of what you actually offer. And the, hey, we offer movie reviews, and we offer giveaways, and all that. Um, the, the actual function of your site. That's the easiest thing for majority, 90% of websites focus on the what. Um, the, uh, we offer reviews on comic books or we offer interviews with celebrities. And so that's a very what featured thing, um, which is fine, nothing wrong with that. But there's, again, so many websites out there that offer that. And so unless you are the absolute best of the best, um, or the or the absolute funniest or the absolute whatever, then it's it's hard to like distinguish yourself again from the pack. The next level to that is the how, and so the how is how you actually do that. So you may be um, you, uh, some sites I love to follow. Uh, they do it through a multicultural angle, like through an African American perspective, or some through it, do it through incredible uh, incredibly a design focused sort of approach. Um, some do it through. Um, a, uh, a geek girl sort of uh, angle on it, but there's a, the, the how starts sifting things away, right? And so uh, less sites are developing their how, again, more of the what. So the, the lowest part, or at least the hardest part, the core of it is the why. The why you do what you do, like why you exist, and that your writing, your content creation all centers off your why. And so the um, the, the difference would be like when a car company says, oh, we have a car company that we offer, what we offer is a great car with great gas mileage and it comes in red, blue, and black and it's $10,000 or whatever, right? You hear that pitch all the time. But the why is because buy our car because you'll be uh, transported into the 21st century, you'll be part of the elites, your life will be changed. Like that, that sort of language, that sort of development of the why is really what separates one side from another. And so, um, so let me ask you, I'm going to go to our audience here in a little bit, but um, what would you, uh, apart from the what you do, yeah. apart from the how you do it, what is the why behind what you do, what you do? I think, like I say, it was more a case of providing a voice for the international element of yeah. Uh, Comic Con. Um, why I personally do it? Sure, yeah. Um, because um, I work as a DJ, I have unsocial hours, and I don't sleep. <laughs> and as uh, everyone who's bumped into me at uh, Con this year has turned around and said, well, two questions, two things. Like, number one, hell the old soul. And the second one is, okay, dude, when do you sleep? And I, I've got the time to do it, and I've, I'm passionate about the things that I write about. I'm passionate about the community that I write for. Yeah. So that's why I do it. Yeah. Um, I think without passion, I mean, the reason why we come to COP yeah. is because of the, the passion yeah. for the content and for the people that we meet. 
And that the comes reason why we do the blogging is because we're passionate about the community that we're writing for. I don't think you can, you cannot run a blog unless you are passionate about it because it is a lot of work. And I know, I, I don't know if I can speak for you guys too, but it's hard and sometimes you don't want to do it and you need to take a break, but then you come back and you're like, you're refreshed and you're happy and you're creating content that people want to read and you're just, you're more excited about it. And I think yeah. uh, something that for me, the challenge is just the amount of stuff that you have to do. Yeah. Sure, sure. It's just, it's, I, since I don't create content, <laughs> I am the odd one on the table. Um, what the why of why I do it is, see, I'm more of a leader of a community. Um, I just provide direction to people. <laughs> you know, so thankfully, the, everybody who is a big contributor on my forum likes that direction and is willing to follow it. I think what brings, uh, brings people, I think part of my, the, the uh, prominent value of my direction is freedom of speech. Mm. Because everybody's got their own question. And giving people a place where people can ask that question, no matter how repetitive or, or how many times you've answered that question, or how complicated and minutia, be it about comic books and uh, particular characters in a comic book, or how do you um, get into 6BCF, or you know, what's the lineup time, that's that's my mission, yeah. and that's why I do what I do. So I don't I don't have the 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 creation of content issue. Thankfully, I hate writing. <laughs> <laughs> but the but that you're, you guys are exactly right. The why has to be passion, and because the why has to permeate everything that you do. If it's just merely about writing, uh, again, great movie reviews and great reviews of toys, that's awesome, that's a great service, but as soon as someone else finds someone that does it better than you, they're gone, right? They only connect with you and stay with you if they connect with your why, the passion behind it. They have to, yeah. If they believe what you believe, and they see that through your writing, they'll stick with you thin and thin, thick and thin. And so, so that's one thing that I want to challenge you guys with is, what is your why? What, what, what are you doing? You know, why are you doing it? What's the passion behind it? And you need to be able to articulate that in a fairly quick fashion because as you, people approach you and, in, and through comments and through emails, if you can't articulate the kind of the why behind what you do, then, uh, then you won't ever find the tribe that shares the same why and same, the same values. Um, so let's talk about what do you feel like is the one um, guiding principle is a huge part of it. If you don't have like a guiding principle, like some set set of values, something that helps put your site or your like digital footprint on um, like the railroad tracks, then when you you won't know if you diverge from it, you won't know if you get off, you know, if the wheels come off, you won't know. And so, um, is there uh, one or two guiding principles from your site that just sort of is the um, it's kind of the compass? It's the thing that you feel like. And the answers may vary quite a bit, um, but is there, is there some sort of guiding principle that helps you um, over the years sort of know where your north star is? Well, I, I read when I was from a very early age um, film magazines and um, 
I, I, I was reading newspapers from a very young age, yeah. and so I kind of like got my head around the whole journalistic integrity bit because yeah. you re you spot when some things go horribly wrong in journalism. Yeah. And while I still can't quite call myself a journalist, at the end of the day, you have to be some kind of commentator on something. You have to, and it has to be accurate, which is why. On the site, I have a small section called An Englishman's Opinion, and it is where I put my opinions. The rest of it, however, has to be as accurate as you can, because I hate misleading people. Yeah. I hate sending people to the wrong line. I hate okay. sending someone that they want to learn how to get into such and such a hall, but I, I don't. I, I think it's why I also post a little bit late, because I fact check like a son of a bitch. <laughs> um, I, I, well, I tried to, anyway. I mean, God knows, I mean, I don't know if anyone, does anyone watch the Cupsy Hangouts? Which, um, I have a member of the UK attendees group called Neil Williamson, who's also uh, joined me as uh, kind of like co-press for this year. And he does watch the Hangouts with me, and he is always on Facebook Messenger. Correcting me as I'm going. He's like, dude, um, you really need to back up. You're getting that wrong. It's no, wrong rooms. So I'm constantly, thankfully, there are people that will keep me in line. But yeah. if you don't have the facts, I mean, it's also one of the reasons why I don't do um, speculation posts. And speculation posts, my God, they get traffic. That's right. I mean, it's a huge felt need. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But I don't do them because I can't afford I don't, I, for myself, I can't afford to be wrong. I, I don't want to be that. I, I mean, I don't want to be the guy that calls um, someone who's going to be cast as the next Ackerman and find it is actually. Well, I don't want to do that. I did. Maybe I should, but I don't. It's just me. How about you, others? Um, any um, uh, the the why? Wait, what are we talking about? Grand Christmas. Sorry, that's not very familiar. <laughs> yeah, uh, guiding principles, something that you feel like helps you stay on track. Sure. Or do you want to take it? Or? No, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> um, growing up in the 60s, I was the hippie kid. <laughs> and so I got... <laughs> See? You know, it all makes sense now, right? Um, so I got to see the working anarchy thing in real life and how that fell apart and how it built community and uh, so that, that really is my guiding principle and trying to keep everybody moving in a similar direction um, and working and helping each other. That really is my guiding principle. Great. Okay. Mine would be just, it's not a hard question, it's just hard, I guess it's hard to explain. I, mean, I do it because I, I love people and I want to help people and that's why I do it and so just trying to remember that those are the people that I'm writing for, um, helping them and then also trying to put my own, like myself into, into what I'm writing to and be a little bit more personal with what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. I always find your site really fun. I, I yeah. thought that was your guy, but keeping it fun. Yeah. I find that I use a lot of exclamation points. 
The one thing that I absolutely love about the Hangouts is that it becomes this round table. Not just with the people on the, as the people I invite also the Hangouts, yes. but also the people on the q and I mean, I know that Absolutely. I don't answer every question, but I try and get through them as many as I can, because yeah. it's down to the point where the Q&A just rolls through and there's just so many. Mm -hmm. But the fact that people are wanting to jump in and communicate with each other, and with the people that are on the, the panel, uh, that, that's, that, that, the, that's the setting of the, the cup of tea was, for me, the absolute and that's what, fuel for it. And that tips into the, that brings into the whole forum concept, sure. that people want to say, it's almost, their it's, a, it's almost like a micro forum for an hour, hour yes. and a half, <laughs> on a Sunday. Yeah. 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 Maybe tipping points or anything that you feel like was a switch? Mine was probably, I started it right after a Comic-Con, so I wrote for an entire year and then came back to Comic-Con and was able to finally meet the people that I was interacting with for the whole year and talk to them about the site and talk to them about Comic-Con. And I think it took, it took a full year for me to realize that, oh, there are people out there who want to talk about this and who, um, who need the information. And just finally being here at this place, this is where, where I found everybody. Yeah, that's great. How about you guys? Was there like a tipping point moment for your site that you feel like, oh, things to the light bulb came on, traction? Yeah, go ahead. Um, mine was when I would always say, oh, I don't have that many readers, I don't have that many readers. And then I realized it was because they were all becoming my friends, so I didn't categorize them as <laughs> yeah. readers. And I was like, oh, people do read my site, they're just my friends now, and that's yeah. what I wanted in the first place. Yeah. Nice. That's great. Exactly. Nice. Yeah. Anyone else? A tipping point, yeah. Uh, wait, who raised their hand? I see one over there. Is there someone over here? Yeah, sure. Jeff. Sure. Oh, Jeff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Jeff, stand up. Everyone yeah. knows it's Jeff. <laughs> the, mighty, the mighty juror, ladies and gentlemen. The mighty juror. He, he makes, uh, brings jock and nerd together to find the jerk. So, yeah. But good. I think the tipping point was I, I had the same problem that you have. Yeah, right. I don't have a lot of readers and things like that. A lot of people were becoming friends, which is nice, but I was at a convention and someone, uh, this was a couple months ago, someone down the aisle yelled out, you're the mighty juror, came up and said, hey, I've been reading your site, I lost 40 pounds, got off my diabetes med, thank you. Oh, I was a Twitter awesome. follower, I was not uh, a Facebook person, and I said, man, how, how can That's you beat that when you impact someone? Yeah. Didn't it freak you the hell out? It's, it's, it's so mind-blowing, I mean, because we all sit like in a dark room somewhere and we're like typing away for hours and then you hit send and it goes out into the, this outer space and you're like, no one reads any of this stuff. <laughs> it's a miracle to me that anyone actually reads anything and so it just blows me away when someone says, oh, I love you know your work and I'm like, like it's a, yeah, it's my Thanks, it's your round. Yeah. <laughs> thank you, thank you, Jeff. And then over here, there was uh, someone, yeah, go ahead. Tipping point, go ahead. Uh, me and a couple friends that I met here at Comic Con about two years ago, we started getting together on Hangouts. We lived in parts of the country, we got together on Hangouts and started talking about movies we like. We pick a movie every week and talk about it and we record it. And then we put it out on the internet, they call it podcasting. Uh, oh, interesting. And a, a few weeks after our first release, my buddy tells me the analytics and says, Yeah, you know, about 100 people downloaded the show. And then my head exploded. <laughs> That brings up a great point. Um, finding your medium is a, a huge part of it. I didn't. I never liked reading. Okay, I don't like to read. 
Um, I never liked writing. I started a million journals, I have a stack of journals that says, uh, the first page is Dear Diary, and then dot, 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 and then I, that's it. And so I, I never liked, liked the rights. I didn't, so, so it wasn't until um, I came across the blog format that it became like a, turned, quickly turned into a daily obsession about writing and then reading and all that other stuff. But finding the right format, for some reason, that format really helped, it, it helped me find my place to where I can really express myself. And so whether it's through podcasting, uh, YouTubing, maybe it's just 140 characters at a time, maybe it's blogging, but finding the right medium for your voice is very important because you can like sludge away at doing blog posts after blog posts and just not get anywhere, but heck, you get in front of, you know, you start vining or YouTubing or, start, or whatever, and that could be the whole thing that, that really changes everything. So there's one more person that had a, yeah, go ahead. Uh, your turning point for my website, I think for me is when people like, or email us uh, yeah. asking for help for like campaigns because we've started to become known for helping like fandom campaigns like Save Our Show campaigns okay. or even like charity stuff and people will come to us asking to help them promote it and that, that's kind of huge for me because I feel like I'm helping people get yeah. more exposure for their little cause that could become a big cause. Yeah, so. yeah. That's great. Uh, that's good. That's great. Okay, great. Uh, then there was one last one. Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> fight for it. So, Okay, yeah, she, uh, Travis is pointing out somebody. Joy. Faces and I, I need screen names. <laughs> <laughs> I was just saying that yesterday. Yes. <laughs> okay, so let's um, let's move into uh, the. Oops, that's not. We're moving the wrong direction. Okay, let's uh, let's move into what risks are you going to take at Comic Con? So. The, um, that's a question I definitely want you to kind of ponder in the last few minutes. Um, the risk is a huge part of uh, successful, uh, again, creating content. Because if, if you are doing things that, that are risky, it's not going to create the, uh, the questions that you're hoping to, to get. And so for you guys, what, what are some of the... Um, the risk-taking things that you feel like you've done that has, again, been challenging, but has paid off in some way? I think applying for press. Um, I applied for press this year um, just for access, just to see what else I could get out of con, which I could then pass on to 
uh, my readers. Yeah. And it was a challenge because if um, like how many people have applied for press in the room? Uh, I can imagine there won't be that many. But the one thing you will know, uh, as I will tell you, your inbox becomes very full of <laughs> a lot of crap real quick. Um, a lot of um, press rooms, lots of little tiny panels, whatever. But the great thing about it is, it is stuff that you then have to kind of negotiate around and kind of then pass out to everybody. And that's, it, it, it was a case of sort of driving the car off the cliff and now I'm trying to work out how I'm going to land the car. Yeah. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. Other risks, how about you guys, anything that you did that's risky? Uh, being in front of the camera. I am by trade, I was, was by trade for 20 years a stagehand. Uh, worked big uh, 20,000 seat concert venues as a house electrician. As a house electrician. Um, I am used to being backstage. And when Leonard approached me to be on camera and now here, it's, it's been the biggest challenge to, to actually reach out to people and have to promote and uh, pay attention to how I dress. <laughs> you know, all of those little things, that, that was the hardest thing for me. Okay, that's right. Mine is uh, throwing my very first party here at Comic-Con with <laughs> my best friend Liz of Being Geek Chic. Our party is tonight. The San Diego Central Library is called Geeks Go Glam. Nice. And <laughs> it is coming together right after this panel. We are running to set it up for you guys, and tickets are still available at geeksgoglam.com. And so that's been a crazy adventure for the last three months, but it's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. We're all going to be there for sure. Um, for me, the biggest risk was having more of a uh, upfront sort of voice, whether it's through podcasting or through moderating, uh, through doing videos. Um, I actually have a lot of social anxiety when it comes to speak, public speaking, and so it, it... You wouldn't know that. Well, I do. I mean, for years and years, terrified. I mean, like the sweaty hands and the... I'm with the, you. Yeah, the <laughs> totally. pumping, heart's pumping in my chest, and like I would start to get kind of tunnel vision. And I had a really hard time with just talking in front of people, and uh, it was for the majority of my life. But the website helps me sort of like get my thoughts out there and like, oh, like this person kind of likes what I said and this person like resonates and this person was inspired and this, you know, and, and so those sort of like little steps led me to have more of a, more of a public voice to it. And um, it's still, it's still hard for me and it's still like, uh, I feel it's very um, like, I feel very like, I'm going to look like a fool and what do people like find out that I don't know what I'm talking about and you know like all the like negativity stuff kind of comes up every time I get in front of a microphone but the um, but that act of like doing something that like scares you actually like pushes you into doing and growing and becoming better the um, it really bugs me when people say oh that's not like necessarily me quote unquote because who you are is a very fluid concept I mean let's face it like Yes. You know, where you were five years ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, and where you're going to be, it's going to completely change. And the, the biggest factor about that is you. You can actually change who you're going to become by taking risks, by doing things that are a little bit crazy and so. You can decide who you want to be. Yeah. So. Oh, very good. Uh, so we just have a couple minutes. Uh, what risks are you going to take at Comic-Con? I would love, we started out, before uh, some of you guys got in here, we asked people, 
your first year of blogging, you know, so the people stood up and shared some of their websites. Is there anyone here that's on the verge of launching a site, taking that risk, doing something, whether it's through this Comic-Con experience or shortly thereafter, but there's someone out there that's about to launch something. And so, yeah, go ahead, stand up. No, you can't laugh. Hey, there is no laughing. This is a safe space. I'm part of the, for 10 years I was an instructor and part of the home cooking movement in America. Yeah. And I had a, a school, a cooking school for home cookers. And um, that went on for 10 years and uh, it was killing me and I wanted to retire. And, and I thought, what am I going to do, you know? And I had no idea how many people followed our website. Oh, okay. Because, you know, I just gave it to someone else and I would yell at them and tell them I didn't like the color. <laughs> this is recipes wrong. And I was too busy doing what I was doing five times a week, you know? And the risk was when suddenly I realized here's like 4,000 people that are sending me emails through wow. the website and asking me questions just like they had in class. Yeah. So that's when I got my why. And then I was offered a book. Mm. And they said, well, if you're going to do a book, you have to be a blogger. Yeah. I said, no, no, I hate writing. I used to be a writer. I don't want to write, blah, blah, blah. So it was the big risk for me was to just really, and I said, I have nothing to say. Mm. And a wise person said to me, okay, go in a room with a bunch of paper. I still use paper. And, <laughs> and just see what you could say. Yeah. And before I knew it, I had like, you know, 15 things to say. I had a lot to say. Yeah. Because what we do in the home cooking movement is we filter a lot of, it's exactly what you're trying to say, but you say it's a different way. We filter information because there is so much information out there, especially about food. That's great. And misinformation and bad websites and bad cookbooks. Yeah. And, you know, by bad I mean ill-informed. Yeah. So yeah. the risk for me is I'm just starting the blog. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. traditional website um, aspect is rather scary because I've got I've got to pull together five different disciplines to, to actually get this on and learn coding which I'm really uh, interested in I'd like to just put one quick thing to you guys um, hurry, get hurry. Yep, is how can we affect a change in the community to make it more positive yeah okay good thank you um, okay, yeah, you had you were gonna launch, okay, let's hear your yes. launch. You'll be our last person to share the launch. Well, basically I've been inspired by you guys. 
I've been going to cons for years. This is actually my first year of actually going online, reading all blogs, getting cool. tips yeah. and stuff. So basically, after hearing you guys, as like a young teenager, as a young person, this really, as much as there's really not a young person's opinion about like Comic Con, book, comic books, and all this stuff. So I'm basically I'm thinking about starting my own thing, giving like a young geek's perspective on. That'd be cool. Oh, that's great. That's awesome. That's great. Hey, uh, for and, and since uh, you know, for the next generation of geeks, let's let's give the uh, the Comic Con bag. And I definitely want to give the um, the Harley Quinn whoopee cushion, or whoopee cushion, and. Uh, to uh, what were uh, the uh, the onion like website? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna get this right. to you. <laughs> I know you got something, but I gotta get this to you. <laughs> uh, are we out of time? We got we got time for any questions? Yeah, two minutes. And so, is there a, a, a question or two that we can help answer in our last couple moments? Yeah. Not a question. I just wanted to, well, I I just want to thank you for like pointing in the direction of a lot of people that are involved with the con. And so I got to speak. David Glazer at that uh, tonight in San Diego, and he's he's lovely. Really he's lovely. And I used you, you know, to kind of give me a drop. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, do you believe that making the effort to kind of have a face-to-face interaction with your community and with your followers um, is worth the effort, or do you think that communicating with the internet Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, yes. With Comic Con, because it is such a personal thing, a very passionate thing, and because you feel part of the tribe, absolutely interaction is totally part of it. Meetups are key. Meetups are brilliant. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And, and I'm still class. suffering from last night. It was so fun last night. Yeah. Well, we are out of time. Real quickly, um, let me just tell us uh, your site again, and then what's next? Anything next? Um, Very quickly. It's an Englishman in San Diego.com. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Englishman SDCC. Um, the next thing for me is really trying to. Well, I, ideally, I'd like to try and get some more people and more writers, because at the moment, it is kind of. It's me. I mean, there's a number of people, one or two people that do kind of write incidentally, but I would like to try and get more people. So at least then it becomes more. Um, well, then it's more of a team effort. I think because at least then I can cover, I can cover more. I can't do it all on my own. The next thing for my site is rebranding from Friends of CCI to Friends of Comic Con to encompass all of the conventions that happen across the country. Yeah. The next thing for me is Geek School Glam. And the next thing for me is sleep. That's yes. going to be very important, and then also Dude, it's the good. first panel. Uh, the uh, building up of my regained my Facebook page, and so thank Yay. you guys. And so it's uh, just building into that and getting that up and running. So, but hey, thank you guys for coming out. Go take a risk. Save the world.